Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to today's Global Intelligence Update. So I'm standing in for Mike Hancock again. Um, this week we have Jonathan Lau. Just put your, yourself on mute, please. <laughs> um, this week we have Jonathan Lau on, and Jonathan has been um, colleagues of Mike and Lundy for quite a few years. Jonathan is the past president of the Global Speakers Federation, as well as the Malaysian Association for Professional Speakers. It's quite a mouthful. And he's also a multiple award winner in speaking and customer experience. So this week, uh, Jonathan will be speaking about winning customer or client loyalty and practices on how to convert your clients in becoming your biggest fans. So Jonathan, welcome, and we're excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Nicola. And um, good, good to see everyone. Uh, some friends that I'm familiar with, uh, some of you are new to me, but I hope during the call, during the chance of uh, just interacting with you, we'll get a chance to know each other. Um, I'm just curious, how many of you have been to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia? Yes, no, you can just put it onto the chat if you have been to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia or if you're not, or if you're planning to, anyone planning to come to Malaysia in the next one to two years? Okay, I see some hands, all right? For those that raise your hand, you will get a chance of a free tour by me. That's for putting up your hand early, right? It's about taking action. So anyway, uh, just let me know if you're in Kuala Lumpur, uh, Paul, a good friend of mine will tell you, uh, I usually... Uh, when I have friends coming from different parts of the world, I'll be happy to um, share with them what Kuala Lumpur has to offer. And I look forward to also visit your part of your world. So thank you so much, uh, Nicola, for the introduction. Um, been working with Paul and Lundy for a while, and I'm really happy to have this opportunity just to share some ideas, exchange some ideas on what's possible in terms of winning clients' loyalty. So um, during the session, I will appreciate if you can participate with me, there'll be opportunity. I'll be using Menti as one of the tools. So um, if you can get involved with your mobile phone ready, it'll be really good, right? So we hope to get your participation because you are important as part of the sharing and the program. So with that, uh, let me just bring on to the presentation that I have installed for today. So, Winning clients' loyalty, what does that really mean? Well, if I look back into my years when I first learned about this word called service, I wonder what does service mean to you? When you hear the word service, what does service mean to you? If you can indulge me, can you put it onto the chat right now? Just type onto the chat and let me know what does the word service mean mean to you okay so let's see some participation so what does service mean to you when you hear the word service anyone so i'm looking at the chat box right now so it's about delivery up uh, to serve uh, it's about providing solution the delivering more than expected okay getting support and how many of you feel that service is important in whatever you do? 
whether you're a speaker, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a business person. Yes, definitely, definitely. I had a very interesting beginning as I began to learn about service. My mother was a school teacher. So she was a teacher and she was teaching in a primary school in Malaysia. And the student's age was generally probably about seven to about 12. That's primary school uh, for us in Malaysia. And as I look into her life, you know, she was always giving. You know, in every holidays as a school teacher, she was always looking for ways. How can I help the student? What can I do better for the student? So she had that mindset. And in a way, that really resonated to me. And I was very, very curious, even from a young age. It wasn't a job to my mom. It was more like a, a lifestyle. It was like her DNA was really about service. She was an educator and what she was dedicated to do it was really a service to her students, a service to the parents, a service to giving the best so that when they grow up, then can be someone that will also be of service to the rest of the world. I never really knew that until much later in life when I got into working understanding and I spent a large number of my years in the hospitality industry. Maybe not a short part, almost 20 years of my life. I was with hotels, I was in sales and marketing, I was in the service industry. And one of them is with the Marriott organization. And in the Marriott, there is a term that is called at your service. So the premise of this program, this presentation is really about what service, my journey about service, and how it has impacted me. And I hope to share some ideas or exchange some ideas with you on how service can also be something that is going to make a difference for you and your business to take it to the next level. Are we good? Are we good so far? Cool. So service, right? So I'm going to share from this acronym that is called service and what it actually means in terms of how you can also win your client's loyalty. So the first thing I've discovered is really about self-mastery, right? So the first element of great service is about self-mastery. And a couple of years back, in the work that I do with Emotional Intelligence, with Six Seconds International, we did a survey, we asked globally, and there were close to 1,000 plus respondents from different segments, from different industry. And we asked the question, what fuels and sustain great customer service? And for this next exercise, I am going to invite you to bring up your mobile phone because we're going to do an interesting mentee exercise. Okay? So for that to happen, uh, all you need to do is just take out your camera, scan the QR code, and that will lead you to the first question, right? Everyone has got that already? If you have that already, awesome. I'm going to flash out the first question. Now, from our survey, we found out there were about 10. There were about 10 elements that people are looking for, 10 competence that people are looking for to expect. 
So they expect great service. They expect great customer service. And these are the 10 elements. Now, as you go to Menti, I would like you to select which do you think are the top three that is important for you, right? Is it in the area of time management for great service to happen? Is it going to be in the area of authenticity, written communication, empathy system? What about grooming, right? You know, you see people who are well-dressed, well-groomed, is that important? All right, we have three persons that have responded as great. What about the rest? So we have close to 13 of you here. Great. So let's try to get as many as possible. If we can get close to 10, that will be really exciting. Okay. So before I review the answer, what is the top 10 from the global survey says, let me see what everyone in this room or joining the course says. So far, uh, responsiveness seems to be leading the way with 25% of you voted, 25. Uh, authenticity, pretty close behind. Trustworthiness, all right? So we've got seven. Anyone else? So I'm just going to give one or two more minutes. Uh, if someone wanted me to reshare the QR code, or you can just go to menti.com and press in the code. Maybe Nicola can help me type in on the chat box, 88195253. Just go to www.menti.com. The code is 88195253. Thanks, Nicola. Excellent, excellent. Thanks a lot, Paula. Okay. So, um, yeah. So based on what I've seen here, um, the group really aspires that trustworthiness is really, really important. Uh, responsiveness is really, really important too. And being authentic and empathy right? So they share the same thing. Now, it's very interesting. Grooming is 0%. So none of you felt that grooming is really um, an important element, although uh, grooming was part of it. Uh, time management popped in uh, just at the last minute. So 4% across that. Mm, interesting. Now, what do you notice about the top four? Wow, now we have a 19% equal what do you notice about the 19% that you see here? Authenticity, responsiveness, empathy, and trustworthiness. Now, you're welcome to unmute yourself so that we can have conversation. What, what do you realize about these four things that you've selected? It is about human qualities. Absolutely, right? It is not about the technical thing. It's not about system. It is not about the technology behind what you've selected. So thank you so much for your contribution to um, this first uh, survey. So let me share with you on the result. So from the result, the 10 qualities, this is the ranking that came out. So empathy came out as number one, responsiveness, your self-awareness about yourself as an individual, as a person who is delivering service, that came out number three. Uh, authenticity, analytical, uh, trustworthiness came up to be number seven. So even from the top five, I can see you've gotten at least three of them. So well done. You are no different from the global people that actually responded and mentioned what the service mean to them. In terms of a graph, this is where it came from. So grooming actually was pretty low, surprisingly. 
And you know, the ability to follow a system is also fairly low. But em empathy came out very, very high. Empathy came out really strong. So start thinking about it, right? So as a leader, as an entrepreneur, how important is empathy when you are serving your customers? What do your customers look forward to? So let me share some latest research also with you. In the World Economical Forum, they anticipated in the year 2020. Now, this is pre-pandemic, right? These results came out pre-pandemic. They, they were asking the world, right? So what kind of top 10 skills would the workers need for the future? We are in the year 2021, 2022. So let me share with you what it is. So on the gray space are some of the declining things, right? Things which were important probably in the last 10, 15 years, but it's no longer important. And what, what do you see from this list that is really, really interesting? Any observation? Anything that you can see from this list? compared to the declining and in the year 2022. So we have analytical thinking, innovation, active learning, anything that jumps up to you from this list. Less tank, more human-centered. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks, Philip, a.k.a. the frog. Anything I find else? interesting that memory and verbal um, and uh, uh, special abilities are declining. Mm, mm. But one very interesting thing that came onto this list, uh, because there was one earlier list that came out in 2015 also. So at number eight, emotional intelligence was part of the top 10, right? Emotional intelligence and leadership and social influence, rightfully said by Robert too. So as the world become more technological savvy, right? With more AI, with more automation, but still the world of emotional intelligence is gaining more and more traction. And recently I also just double checked again if there's a newer list to this 2022. And I was right, in October last year, in the midst of the pandemic, a year when everything was really out of sync, right? A lot of navigation by people. And this is what came out, right? So in the year 2025, four years from now, these are the skill set that we need to help your team to become better. This is the opportunity if you're a speaker, if you're an educator, if you're a trainer, if you're an entrepreneur, these are where the opportunities are. So emotional intelligence now has become more deeper into it in terms of resilience, stress tolerance, flexibility. As the world is going through the COVID pandemic, more and more people are looking for this area. Some of those areas that you saw earlier in 2022 has not changed much, but resilience, tolerance, flexibility has become even bigger. So this is where as a leader, you may want to ask yourself, how am I in these areas? What is my awareness in this? How is my resilience to support my clients? As clients of yours that are going through this pandemic, how are you showcasing resilience? How are you educating them in the world of resilience? 
I know Paul do a lot of work in this area, right? Managing people uh, in this area. So this is really an important area right now. And how to be agile enough to still manage that? Because this is where the world is going to. And this is what the world is looking for, even going into 2025. So this has been the work that I've been helping organization uh, over the last two years, um, especially during this pandemic. So the work from emotional intelligence, really understanding what are the things that means the difference. I'm just curious, how many of you um, do work in the area of emotional intelligence? And, and I'm kind of like expecting most of you are like speakers, educators, teachers, trainers, some entrepreneurs, right? So how many of you are familiar with emotional intelligence? Yes, yes, a hand, yes, no? Cool, cool, Colin, yes. Okay. So emotional intelligence is really about the self-awareness and the opportunity for you to learn more about yourself as a leader, as an individual. And one of the greatest things that I've learned, now if, this is, if there is something that you can pick up from this session, is just to practice this part. Uh, if you see here, in this model called Know Yourself, there is this thing called recognize patterns. Recognizing patterns. So, so recognize pattern, it is your ability to recognize your own trigger point. What are the things that stresses you out? What are the things that people say or do that will make you jump out? It's like a trigger, right? Probably it's the stress, but your ability to understand your own patterns is that opportunity. Because before you serve your customers, you got to know more about your own strength and the challenges that you face. So your ability to understand your own patterns will help you to this area called navigating emotions. You know, in, in traveling uh, across the different parts of the world, especially in Thailand, in Bangkok, in Indonesia, uh, which is in Southeast Asia, traffic was a challenge pre-pandemic. I'm not sure whether traffic jam is a challenge to you. Probably not so much in the Netherlands. Uh, I, I think the traffic jam is only cycling, uh, more bicycles probably. Uh, so in Africa, is that the same thing? Do you get traffic jams? Uh, you do. Eh? I see some nods. Okay, so I'm not alone in this. So again, you know, sometimes that can be a major trigger point. And, and I, in the past, also get very stressed up. You know, if I'm going for an appointment and suddenly I know that typically it should be good enough time, but a jam happens. And again, what, how do you manage those situations? When things unexpectedly happen, how do you manage your trigger? How do you navigate your emotions to manage them? And in recent times, a lot of focus has been onto the area of building your resilience through mental toughness. How can you be more composed? As entrepreneurs, you also want to drive your business. So how do you balance between driving business and maintaining mental wellness? How do you concentrate and still remain competitive in terms of your performance? How do you remain strong? How do you build the confidence? How do you build the capability managing the different resilience? So this is very aligned to what the World Economical Forum research is saying about what is happening in the world. 
So hopefully this will be something that is going to be really useful for you to start with, right? Something to think about. And this is my thoughts for you today, right? So as you learn about the importance of emotional intelligence, about mental toughness, what are your patterns that you recognize yourself? How can you navigate those triggers and patterns? That will be the question because your ability to recognize more and more patterns about yourself will eventually help you navigate. You know, things that was my trigger point in the past, now I kind of like just look at it, you know, compared to what is happening in the world. Don't sweat the small stuff. There are more pressing issues in the world. I'm, I'm just grateful. I count my blessings, you know. Um, family is safe. I get to spend a lot of time with my daughter. Um, even right now, she's having her online university classes in the home. And, and that's the way, you know, things have been. And just be grateful, right? That sense of gratitude. Because the first part is about self-mastery. Your ability, because whatever emotion, sometimes the clients can feel it when you're interacting with them. And sometimes clients have also reached out to me and say, hey, John, are you okay? Is, is everything fine? Imagine a client asking me that, right? So as a speaker, as a trainer, as an educator, I thought I have to be the one that is always strong for them, for the family. But I've learned that, hey, I'm, I'm only human too. I, I'm vulnerable and, and I've got moments that it's going to be challenging for me too. So find out what are your patterns and how you can navigate from it. Because that will lead to empathy. Remember the first thing that you saw earlier, the number one thing was about empathy and how people expect empathy from you. So again, empathetic leadership, your ability to listen to your team, to your customers, that is what they're looking for, okay? How are we doing so far? Getting some insights? Excellent, thank you so much. So let's move to the second one. The second element is about experiences. It is about experiences. What kind of experiences are your customers getting from you? When you travel to, when you go out into a restaurant for dining experience. It's all about an experience economy that we're all living in. Here, this place is in China, right? And they have this brand called Hai Di Lao, right? So they are involved in the hot pot. They serve, you know, like steamboat hot pot. Do, they, do you have that in your part of your place? Right? It's kind of like grill and, you know, you steam in the hot water and, and you know, we, we enjoy the cuisine from there. So, and what was interesting about this is I've heard a lot about this place and they use technology, right? They use technology and they use robots to serve the customers in the restaurant. So I was really curious because being in a hotel line for 20 plus years, wow, are we going to be replaced by robots? So 2019 in March, I had a chance to be in Beijing and I had the chance to visit this place as a case study. So I was really curious, robots? 
But when I went there, what was surprising was this. So this is the robots, right? So they have this machine. They will actually bring your food. They will bring your orders. And I was like, wow, is that going to replace the human experience? How is that working out? What I realized was uh, before they started operation, the amount of people, the team that was to be serviced, to be serving that day was even more than the norm that I've seen. So robots are there, but the people was actually double. So they were really focusing on great experience. And that is also one of the taglines. Initially, I thought, okay, experience by technology. How wrong was I? So what they did was this. Most of the mundane stuff, bringing the food, clearing the place, things, they will use robot. So the technology is to support the experience, not replace the experience. And this is how they've been using technology. So the people who have more time to engage in good conversation. So they will have more time to have requests, talk to the customer, get to know the client, right? And this is how they're leveraging technology to support, not to replace. And this is a very interesting phenomenon that is happening in China. If you get a chance to visit China. So a lot of the place are driven by this. So this is our team. This is our group that was uh, there for that experience. We were on an educational tour. So we were enjoying experience, learning about what makes sense for them. Um, and this was our group that actually was in Beijing for that educational experience. So at that time, um, China, they have this thing called the ABC, uh, ABCD, actually, ABCD of what is happening in China. Has anyone heard of the ABCD of what is happening in China? So A is AI, artificial intelligence that is growing rapidly in China. B is big data, right? So C, um, well, I kind of forgot about C right now, but D is about devices, how everyone is using devices, right? So they're centralized around, ah, C is about the customization how every customer requires customization, even in content, experience, and everything. So no longer a general experience that people are looking for, but what is the customization? And this is driven also by the use of mobile, the devices, technology, okay? Having spent a large number of years in the hospitality and tourism industry, any one of you are familiar with TripAdvisor? Yes? I'm sure that will be your first go-to place before you travel or before you go to any place. No, no, Terence says no, no. All right. So if some of you are using TripAdvisor, they actually did a survey also to look at what customers are also looking for. And, and this is what it says. 89% of those people who travel, I guess I'm one of the 89%, will love to travel to new places and culture never experienced before. How, how many of you are speakers or trainers? I'm just curious from this group. Okay, I see a couple of hands, maybe four, five, six of you, all right? Maybe half the group here. So typically, if you were to be traveling or doing some work in a different place, would you spend a day or two before or after just to check it out if time permits? I, I mean, I do that. 
right? I mean, if I'm going to be traveling all the way to South Africa in Cape Town, you know, I've been to Cape Town, I've been to Johannesburg. Uh, at one time I was in Namibia too. Um, so again, you know, I, I took time, a couple of days, just to make sure I understand the local culture, the local experience, because that is important to me. And this is what people are looking for also, right? Uh, 2019, obviously this is pre-pandemic. This is what people are looking for. People are looking for family-friendly experiences, workshops, classes. They like boutique experience. So if you're a speaker, if you're an entrepreneur, trainer, this is how you can continue to deliver boutique experiences for clients of yours. Smaller groups. They want to have that intimacy, the new experiences. Right. So if you're interested, I could actually share the link with you. Uh, just reach out to me later on. I'll be happy to share the link with you on what trip advisors say, right? On what trip advisors say. So end of the day, what is your service brand experience? If your clients were to look for you at your website, what kind of service brand story your brand says about your solution, your product, and your offer? Interesting thought proposition. So when they think about your solution and product, what is that service brand experience? All right, so something to think about for you. Now, the, the next one they like to share with is on relationship, right? Relationship. In order to win the client's loyalty, in order to win the potential and engagement with your clients, how many of you feel that relationship is important? Or it should be just transactional. Okay, a lot of thumbs up, right? A lot of hands that I'm seeing there. So let me ask this question. I have a picture of some of these people that you may be familiar with. Uh, Paul Duong. Uh, Paul, I hope you're familiar with him, uh, aka the White Lion. Uh, Charlotte Kemp, you are familiar with Charlotte? Okay, uh, Landy Jack and uh, Mike Hancock. Now, this four person that is here, what do you think are the common things that brought them here? Anyone, please put it onto the chat box or you can unmute yourself and just share out. What do you think are the common factors that the four of them are here in my presentation? Okay, they know each other. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. What else? What else? Anything else? Relationship is key, professional presence. They are global speakers, common vision. Thank you so much. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. So let me go deeper into it. What brought them together, right? And how they obviously they're global speakers and you rightfully say they have common vision. Uh, and they're also part of the Octopus tribe. I, I was kind of like thinking, is that not anyone going to put that in? Well, all right. So they walk the talk. Excellent, excellent. Great stuff. But there are four elements. And how many of you trust them? If I do ask you a trust level from one to 10, where would your trust level be with them? Pretty high, I guess, right? Pretty high. Because all these people that I put up here are people that I enjoy working with, that I enjoy their presence. And the trust is really, really high. 
That is one of the criteria. So I'd like to share with you relationship is key. And what are the four C's that you can also do to develop that trust with clients of yours so that you build exciting and engaging relationship like the ones that all of us or many of us in this call have with them, right? So let's talk a little bit about building trust. So the first C of trust is really, oh, before I jump into that, what do you think are the important elements in building trust? Since many of you are experts here, I always love just hearing from experts here. So in order to build great trust, what is important? Be transparent, be confidence, okay? Anything else? In your relationship with your clients, with your family members, with people that you know, walk the talk, okay? Anything else? What are the consistency? Mm -hmm. Anything else? A proof of solution, okay? Anything else? Compassion and transparency. Cool, cool. Well, thank you so much for all your input. That, that's really, really useful. So I'll start with the, the four C. The first C is this thing that is called competence. If you kind of like look at the people there, they are very, very knowledgeable in whatever they do. It's just not on the surface, but they actually go, there's depth, right? There's depth and there is research base. And, and they go into it, you know. So look into your ability, your knowledge, and how you're delivering. Because people that you trust are generally people that have a high sense of competence in whatever they do. Whether it is delivering a speech, whether they're doing a presentation, whether it is sharing a subject of expertise of which they're doing. And this is where trust gets higher when you have this first C called competence. Now, the second one is commitment. They are the people that will do the things that say they will do. So all inspirational leaders, people that you trust, kind of like think back. If there were 10 people that, are, that you would think about in terms of commitment, are those the people that will say something and they will follow through? Even if they can't do it, they will follow through to let you know first. But they're very good in fulfilling their commitment. And the third C, like Sarah said earlier, right? It is really about consistency. So over a period of time, you know, you can see that they're really, really focused on delivering value. Not only on a day, not only on two days, not only on a weekend, but over a period of time, and this is how trust is developed, how trust is given in the whole experiences, right? So about being consistent. So who can remember the first C? Quick pop kiss. All right, just shout it out. Just shout it out or type it onto the chat. What is the first C? Just see whether you're following. Sarah, you're unmuted. You want to share the first C? No. <laughs> competency. Competence, yeah. Excellent. You got it right. You got it right. Okay, so what, what is the second one? Anyone? So the first one is competence. The second one is what? The second C. Commitment. Commitment. Absolutely. Commitment. And the third one? You can't miss the third one. It's consistency. On yeah, for the slide. You can't miss that, right? So it's about consistency. So what do you think is the fourth C? So we spoke about competence. We spoke about 
commitment. We spoke about consistency. What do you think is the fourth C that is so important in trust building? So I've got communication, we've got care, we've got confidence, we've got connection, and the winner goes to Colin Joy. And she's right. Yay. Yeah, it is about your ability to care, right? Your ability to care. So think of the people that you work with. Think of the people that you have high trust with. Generally, they would be very high on these four Cs. The competence, the commitment, the consistency, and their ability to show care in whatever they do. And care, compassion is something that is so needed even in 2020, even in 2021. More so because of the things that we are all experiencing, being locked down. In Malaysia, we're going through the third phase of lockdown. And this is going to happen until June 9. God willing that everything will be fine by then. But who knows? The things are very, very unpredictable even at this point. But your ability to care will bring your customers closer with you. And that's pretty much how I've been spending my whole 2020. A lot of my time, you know, I do a lot of work with hospitalities, with tourism people, partners. And obviously, this is the one of the hardest hit sectors in 2020 and still is. So again, you know, just reaching out to them, you know, doing whatever we can uh, to support their well-being because a lot of them are going through a lot of mental duress even at this time. So your ability to care will be very, very powerful. Now, I, I use LinkedIn a lot. I'm not sure how many of you use LinkedIn as a mode of communication with your customers. Is LinkedIn pretty popular with you? Yes, no? Okay. So in LinkedIn, there's an opportunity for you to even support those elements that I've just spoken about. So let me share a couple of them with you, right? How these four elements will resonate and where in LinkedIn can you potentially highlight the people that you love, the people that you love their work and what are people saying? Take a look at this. Uh, the first one, uh, the first one here is about Mike, right? So I've been working with Mike Hancock for two years now. Mike deliver on his promises. It's about commitment, right? So the first C that you can really see here, and this is what other people are saying, right? Uh, and here's something for, for Landy, right? Uh, you may have heard of Landy as a queen of infographic, being a great speaker, or she's engaging, but she's a unique creative thinker, problem solver, ideator, and very generous. That is about competence. See, your people that you work with, your customers, what are they saying about you? Go to your LinkedIn, take a look. What are they saying? When was the last time you received a recommendation from them? So even within the group here, right? If you know of someone, could you write them a recommendation? If you have seen them in action, go ahead, support, validate those behaviors so that they can do more of. Our community here is to help one another, to support one another, and you can do a lot of that, okay? Let's take a look at the next one. Um, who is this for? So this is for Charlotte, right? So Charlotte's talk on professional speaker was riveting inspiration and candidate, right? They were I was blown away by her professionalism, her content, commitment to deliver. Again, her competence, the commitment, the delivery, and people look for this. 
right? And they're so happy that they are putting forth word. And, and this is something for Paul. Paul to all is one of the few leaders on this planet that lives a life of true vision, purpose, and transparency. Even right now, he's on a call with a client, serving his client, I'm sure. And it's also part of being on the call now. So that's Paul's brand promise, his commitment to serve. And this is what other people are seeing in him. So my recommendation for you is to begin to grow and support. Take a look. First of all, what are your clients saying about you? Now, if you have done really good for some of your clients, please, please invite them to go to LinkedIn to share what have they experienced about you. It is always much better for them to say how good you are versus you saying and telling the world how good you are. This is powerful. This is what brought the four of them together in the picture. So I hope this is really useful. So if you have time during the day, you know, if you know Paul, go ahead, go to Paul's LinkedIn page, share some experiences, right? If you know Robert, if you're familiar with Robert, go ahead for the work that I've done for Sarah, for Philip, right? For Dean, um, for, for everyone here, right? And if you're using LinkedIn, please connect. And if you're not connected yet, please reach out to me. So this is my LinkedIn page. If we are not already connected, I love to connect with you. Uh, you can just take a picture or this is my LinkedIn page, um, linkedin.com slash IN slash Jonathan Lau. Not difficult, right? Not difficult. So I look forward to future conversations with you. So we've gone through SER, self-mastery experiences relationship. Let me go a little bit quicker now to value, right? So what is important in value? Now, in value is really what your clients receive from you, all right? What is important for your client? What is the value that you are giving to your clients? Now, I, I came up with this. I coined this term called serve it forward. So what, what is serve it forward? Now, imagine this metaphor. So imagine you are speaking and you saw someone and you gave a smile. So you smile at someone. All right. Are you givers of smile when you see someone? Generally, if you know someone, are you okay to give a smile? Yes, no, yes. Okay, all right, cool. Now, what happens if you give a smile to someone and you don't get a smile back? Generally, when you smile at someone, you hope to get a smile back, right? What if you smile and you don't get a smile back? How would you feel? How would you feel? Anyone? Yes, no, yes, no. You can unmute yourself. If you give a smile to someone, okay, you feel rejected, all right? Anyone, any other people, any, you feel invisible. I, I will probably be asking myself, oh dear, what happened? What, what, what did I do, right? A little bit despondent. So let me share this with you. In the future, when you give a smile to someone and you get a smile back, that is called a bonus. That is called what? A bonus. Well, I got a smile back. Woohoo! It's a bonus. Now, if you give a smile and for whatever reason you do not get a smile to come back, that is your gift to that someone. That is going to be your gift to that someone. 
Because sometimes in life, you will never know what people are going through. But your smile that day could make a huge difference for someone. Even if you don't get a smile back, but it is your gift to that someone. And I've got people coming back to me and they say, hey, you know, John, after I've heard you sharing this, I practice it. And it was amazing. And people are just coming back to me. You know what, John, at that moment, when I got that smile, it made a huge difference for me. Because you made my day. I, I was going through a very challenging situation. I had no one to talk to. But you, you didn't really know me. But that smile, that, that authenticity, I really appreciate that. And I was like, wow. So imagine if you approach the new day with 10 gifts or smile that you can give to people as a gift of service, as a gift of your generosity, how different would the people around you be? Obviously, I'm just not asking you to go to anyone and just stand in the face and, right? People will probably be second guessing what's wrong, but there is something that you potentially can consider doing. Okay? Serve it forward. In my years of service, I've also served the Global Speakers Federation. For you who are speakers, you're probably very familiar. There are 16 members association here at the Global Speakers Federation. And, and I had a privilege to serve alongside being the first Asian president. What an honor for me, right? Looking at all this past president, you know, uh, Paul is the most recent immediate past president you see here. Looking at all these amazing individuals. And I had the chance to be of service. Looking back, I've actually been serving in the speaking fraternity for close to 13 plus years, learning from all these amazing people and just honored to be part of it. And the service continues because when I begin to serve, I get so much bonuses coming back. And when I don't get it back, it is my gift of my time. It is a gift of my knowledge. It is a gift of my thing to the community. I'm not expecting things to come. It becomes it's a bonus. If not, is my time of service. And uh, also currently serving in the Virtual Speaker Association. And with an amazing team, we are now the 17th member of the Global Speakers Federation, as you can see with the logo here. And I'm so happy that Paul, being the immediate past president, he will also be joining to serve in the new incoming board. Oops, I'm not supposed to announce it yet, but Paul has always been supporting, right? But Paul has always been supporting even in different capacity. So he has never, never really left. He's always been part of it, right? So I'm, I'm really grateful. So think of the community that you are in, in your homes, in your family. How can you be of service, all right? So I'm going to go fairly quickly. Time is really moving on. But more importantly, are you enjoying the session, are you gaining a lot? Excellent, thank you. I want to give as much value to every one of you. And this is my definition of service forward. You're welcome to take a picture of it. So it is really about a service mindset and approach that involves taking the initiative, right? That involves taking the initiative to be of service first to others. To be of service to others first. If things comes back to you, and I'm sure, and I've experienced that too, it is a bonus. If not, it is a gift to others. How can you be of service to others? Okay, cool. 
So innovation, right? Innovation. So a lot of things needs to be really creative these days so that you can continue to be uplifting service to your clients. And on December 31st, 2020, the last day of the year last year, I took my first flight. I've not been traveling. Well, actually, it's not true. I've not, I'm still not been traveling and it's now coming to my 15th month. But what was very interesting was this actually took place at the hotel because this hotel knew there was a lot of pent-up demand by a lot of people not having the opportunity to, to travel, to fly. So what they did was they partnered up with a couple of partners and they created this whole experience in the hotel. For example, you know, you're, you're bringing your luggage, you're going through the check-in, and, and this is, oh, by the way, that's my wife there, if some of you have not seen. Um, so I, I was here, she actually works in this hotel, and the hotel is called the Grand Hyatt in Kuala Lumpur. So the Grand Hyatt came up with this concept called the Grand Getaway, the Grand Getaway. So they actually partner with airlines, and they actually got the airline seat that you can actually see it here. It's just like you are in a plane. And all around are the LCD projectors. And you get to travel to five different cities in Venice, in Japan, you know, in different places. And they will talk about the history. So it was really a dining and travel experience. Innovation, very simple innovation. Okay, so think of in your own capacity, what are some things that you can do? So next question, very quickly, we're going to do one that we're going to share. If you can go to your mentee, if you still have it, it should still be the same screen that you have. If not, just take a quick picture, go into mentee. We're going to get to see what are some of the innovative solutions that you're working with your clients, right? So the question is this, what are two or three tools that you are using to engage your customers' engagement and experience? All right, if you can do that very quickly, uh, so let's see what, what we have, what you have actually put there. Okay, so we've got three person. Uh, let's keep it coming, let's keep it coming. So what are the tools that you're using to engage Social media, teachable, videos, MailChimp, Zoom. Facebook, WhatsApp. Okay. Coffee. I like that. I like that. All right. So another one, two minutes. WhatsApp, book, role plays. Hmm, role plays. Interesting videos okay very good thank you so much for sharing uh, some of the tools that you are using to really engage uh, with your customers so let's see uh, so I, early part of this year i did a um, global survey with a lot of professional speaker on what are some of the tools they're using to engage with their customers too and this was the result that came out right so for a lot of the trainers presenters speakers uh, linkedin uh, was close to 15 percent of a tool that they use a Zoom, which some of you have mentioned, direct outreach. I figured those would be the coffee and the teas and things that you mentioned about, or just having a meal with people. Um, 
Ecamm, uh, for those more savvy, technology savvy, they will use Ecamm, social media, you mentioned about that. Atom, you know, that you can do switches, YouTube, right? So many of them, right? If, you're, if you'd like to have a copy of this report from this survey, let me know, reach out to me at LinkedIn. I'll be happy to share that with you also, right? Um, yeah, there were a lot of questions that was asked and, and very, very useful, right? What are customers looking for in 2021? If that is going to be of value to you, let me know, right? So leverage on this tool. Remember the Heidi Lau experience? They are not replacing people. They're not replacing the human experience. They're using technology innovation to supplement, right? So use that. Now, for the final two area, culture and empowerment, it is really about how can I be better? And it's very interesting uh, because uh, I had this in one of my Apple experience. Um, and this was in the States on one of my trips to US. Now, for a long time, I've been a non-Apple. How many of you are Apple users, by the way? You use Apple computers? All right, so quite, quite a few of you. So have you heard of this product called Dell Computer? Anyone heard of Dell Computer? Yeah, yeah, I was a Dell Computer guy, right? So um, at one time in San Francisco, my friend, a good buddy of mine, Ray, um, he's a Mac fanatic. Everything Apple, he needs to have. And many years ago, you know, when they were first rolling out the first iPad, in Malaysia, it was not available yet. But it was available in US. So we did our walk. We went to the iPad store. The moment we reached the iPad store, the person called Nate, he was so enthusiastic. He's like, hey, happy morning to you. Welcome to the Apple store. And I was like, whoa. I mean, well, this is really cool. You know, I, I came from a hospitality background. And this guy was really, really, um, you know, the welcome was great. So how can I be of service to you? Anything that I can help you with? So Ray said, well, I'm looking for uh, an iPad, uh, 32 gig. Is that available? He checked his inventory and he said, well, I'm, I'm sorry the 32 have sold out, but we do have a 64 gig. Would you like to take a look at that? And what do you think Ray said? Sure, yeah, 64, let me see, because Ray is a fanatic. And then he turned to me, and what about your friend here? Um, and your name is John, okay, John. Uh, what about you, John? Would you like to take a look at the iPad? Now, remember, I was a Dell computer guy, so not too much into Apple products. But I had to walk for close to 40 minutes to reach this Apple store, walking the streets of San Francisco to really find it. So I said, okay, after the long walk, yeah, what the heck? Let me just take a look at it, right? So he brought it out. And at that time, the technology was pretty cool, touchscreen and everything was very new. And then Nick asked us, so what do you use the iPad for? How do you use it? What, what is it used for? And we say, well, we are speakers, so it's fairly easy, you know, for us to bring around, to travel. And it was all these things that we spoke about. And it started to give some recommendations and suggestions. Could I recommend to you, you know, we have other people who actually bought this and this came in very handy for them. So a couple of suggestions to add value to whatever you're doing. And I said, okay, pretty good. Very nice. So we kind of like gotten the stuff. And at that time, in my heart, I was like, oh, I wasn't planning on buying the iPad, but because it was pretty cool, it was pretty good experience in my heart, I was probably about so. And then came the time to pay. And there was a long queue of people. 
And what is your experience? Do you like to queue up to pay when there's a long line of people? Not for me. And I thought, good excuse not to buy. And then next say, how are you planning to pay? Credit card or cash? Oh, credit card. And then uh, you know what he did? He took out a machine from his pocket. He took out an iPhone. He stuck the machine there. That became the credit card machine. At that time, that technology was really powerful, which also meant I have no choice. He made it so easy and convenient for me. So I ended up buying. But of course, in my heart, I also wanted to buy. So that was like, whoa, he got it so easy, made life so simple. He kept it simple. And very interestingly, when you buy something at the end of the whole experience, what do people say to you? Maybe you can unmute and I can listen to what do you, what do people usually say to you when they pass the products to you? Just a quick one, two minutes. What do people generally say to you when they give you your products? Sarah, you want to share? Enjoy. I don't... Yeah, enjoy the day. All right. Anyone else? Thanks for shopping with us. Thanks for shopping with us. Okay. Anyone else? One more? No one says anything to the rest. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. Okay, great. So this was my experience. So when Nick brought the product with us, I mean, to, to us, and he, he looked at me. And this is what Nick said. Jonathan, first of all, congratulations for investing in this iPad. That is going to enhance your presentation. That is going to enhance whatever you're doing globally. Congratulations on that decision. And I was like, whoa, this is the first time someone congratulated me for buying a product. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, I like it. And John, I now officially would like to welcome you to the Apple family. First of all, I was congratulated. Then I was welcomed to the Apple family. Now, that day has been a long time ago, but that memory still lingers on because of that emotional thing. I mean, when was the last time you congratulated your customers for doing business with you? When was the last time you thanked them for supporting you? And how are they welcome into your community? How do you bring them into your community? So that was one of the very powerful because the people there were empowered. The culture was right. How can you build that in your organization, in your team, in your service delivery to win clients' loyalty, right? And so this is where it's led me to come up with this book called Winning Clients Loyalty. And I've developed an assessment to also help entrepreneurs, people to enhance. And if you like to experience this, it's actually USD $100 for 360, US $50 for an individual one. Because you're part of the call, I'm going to extend it for free to you. Only if you like. Right? Only if you want to experience it, to look at those seven areas that I've spoken about, I'm going to extend it to you for free. Or send me a note on LinkedIn and we'll arrange to get this for you to experience it. Because all of you are friends of mine, all of you are friends of Landy, and you know we're all part of the community, so I'm happy to support you with that. So I started with this thing about a story of my mom. 
after dedicating 30 plus years in her life as a teacher, she retired at the age 55. She wanted to see the world. She wanted to go around and visit. But unfortunately, she contracted cancer soon after her retirement. And she passed away very quickly after that. That has been many years now, but you know, as I think about the things that led me to grow into this area of service, is my dedication to a legacy, how she taught me about service and the importance of serving it forward in everything that I do. So I hope that the experience has been positive for you through this time that we have spent. You know, one hour I've just gone by so quickly. And if you can just allow me for one last activity, how has the session been for you today? Right, you've got three options to put in. How has it been? You know, what have you learned? What have you gained? And I hope that my time is a gift to you in terms of ideas, in terms of seeing your growth, in terms of just building a relationship with all of you today. So even if you're not on the call, if you're viewing the recording later, I hope this will be of value to you. So I appreciate if you can just put in some comments and just jot down how has the session been for you. It's been very insightful. Thank you. It's been helpful. Serve it forward. Thank you. Valuable, engaging. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad to have some fun even in the cold early morning, uh, like Nicola said earlier. It's still pretty cold, but to that's summertime for Paul, you know, with that kind of um, things, ideas, very helpful, great. So I look forward to uh, staying in touch with many of you. Reach out to me if you'd like to experience the Service Champion Profile too. Let me know. I'll be happy to send you a link so that you can get to also experience it. Now, if any of these things of value that can help other communities that you know of, even in your place where you're living in, let me know. Uh, one of my goals is reaching out to you know, more places. I think, Paul, we're working on some things that we can also serve others through this opportunity that I have. So with that, I'd like to... Thank all of you for the time that you have spent with me. I appreciate all of you. And I pass the time back to Nicola. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I really, I think everyone appreciated this this morning. And there was some amazing information. So I'll definitely be sharing Jonathan's um, LinkedIn profile on the recording when we post it. So you can connect with him as well and other people who will be viewing it later so they can connect with you as well. Let's um, take a group picture. Yes, let's take a yeah. picture. Uh, cameras can be turned on, it'd be great. If you enjoyed it, have a thumbs up. Um, Jonathan, will you just take your screen sharing away? Oh, you want me to take? Okay, yes. so no. let's do it one time, have your thumbs up. Excellent. Thank you so much. So have a great day to everyone. Um, we'll be in touch, stay in touch, um, and look forward to be of service to all of you. Great. Bye, guys. See you next week. Take Bye. care. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks, Bye. Jonathan. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you kindly.